Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a very timely and exciting show for you today, folks, because the Oscar nominations were announced early this morning, and our two guests have agreed to rant and rave about them with us. You know, I've been wanting to book Nell Minow and Barry Monish together for a long time, but to hear them discuss the Academy Award nominations on our show and on the same day they're announced is icing on the cake. Nell and Barry are perfect guests to discuss these nominations. Nell is the famous movie mom, and she writes for BeliefNet.com. She was selected to be one of Roger Ebert's film critics on Ebert Presents at the Movies. Her book, The, mom, the Movie Mom's Guide to Family Movies, helps parents select safe and fun entertainment for their children. Barry is the author, editor of Screen World 2010, and is also co-author of Lucille Ball, FAQ, And he's written several other books, including Encyclopedia of Hollywood Film Actors from the Silent Era to 1965 and Hollywood Musicals Year by Year. Barry does research for the Paley Center for the Media, and he admits that he usually can't stop talking about the Academy Award nominations on the day they're announced, so he should be in rare form for today's show. And Nell, who sees almost every major film released during the year, confesses that she has a high tolerance for bad movies. So, if any bad movie has received Oscar consideration this year, I don't think she'll be shy about letting us know. But before bringing our guests on, let's see if we have the go-ahead from our producer, Nikki Starr. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? They are, and it's full. We're ready to go. Well, thanks, Nikki. And to the people who signed up for the chat, we really appreciate them as well as our other listeners. I see Nell and Barry are on the line now, so it's my pleasure to welcome them both back to Movie Attic Headquarters. Ladies first, as always. Nell, thank you for joining us again today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you and Barry have to say. And we're looking forward to what you have to say, too, Nell. It's great to have you back. I understand you have a new film-related book coming out soon. Am I right about that? Yes, uh, you do. Um, Actually, I had been working on a a book called uh, 101 Must-See Movie Moments, but my publisher wants to divide it up into pieces, so I'll be doing them as a series, with the first one being uh, Great Movie Weddings. Great Movie Weddings. Mm -hmm. Well, when do you think that will be out? I'll keep you posted. Oh, I hope that you will, because that's uh, that's a book that I certainly would like to read. I'm starting already to think about all the movies about. Well, uh, about uh, anybody, you or anybody who's listening, you're more than welcome to send me some of your favorites. I've had a lot of fun putting it together, and I have separate sections on uh, proposals and engagements, and then, of course, lots and lots of movie weddings. 
well, watch your email then, uh, and that's and that's moviemom at moviemom dot com, right? That's right. And you're going to probably get uh, get a lot of suggestions, and uh, that's certainly a book that all movie addicts would be eager to read. And speaking of movie addicts, I want to bring Barry on now. Barry, it's such a treat to have you on our show again. Thank you, thank you, Betty Jo. It's nice to be back. Actually, well, I have a. I immediately have a suggestion for Nell for a movie wedding that I oh, love. Oh, let's hear. It, at the end of Horse Feathers, all, all three of the Marx Brothers marry Thelma Todd at once. I, I just think that's just so <laughs> mental. But it's, it's just one of the that's most insane good. endings of a movie that you've ever seen. So well, please, I, by all means, include that one in there. Oh, I think that's a brilliant suggestion. Yes. Uh, I am including uh, the, the – you just made me think of – um, the the first five minutes of the Palm Beach story, which you know I always think should be a movie of itself. Oh yes, yes, right. Well, as soon as your book comes out, we'll have you back on and uh, have you talk a little bit a little bit more about it. Uh, Great, Mel. And I I've been wanting to ask you, Barry. Are are you planning on doing a Screen World 2011 book to follow up on? Oh on, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, The one you did last year that was so terrific. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, yeah, it's it's in the works right now, and and actually the Oscar nominations are very pivotal in how the book is structured, actually. Um, and that, uh, that's one of my complaints already about the Oscar nominations today, but we'll get to that, uh, unless you want me to talk about it now. No, that's that's all right. We we okay. have have planned to to get uh, okay. to get your opinion on that a, a little bit later, but okay. I think it's it's time now to uh, get down to business about the uh, the best picture because I think that's what everybody's uh, talking about. Um, I'm going to read the. The nominees, because uh, some of our listeners may not have heard uh, the entire list, and there are this year nine mm-hmm. nominees for Best Picture, and the nominees are Hugo, The Artist, War Horse, Moneyball, The Descendants, The Help, Midnight in Paris, The Tree of Life, and Extremely Loud and Extremely Close. There are some wonderful movies on this list so my question is uh, uh what are your reactions to the um to this list of best picture uh nominations do you do you want to start on that barry um i actually a lot of them were what i was kind of expecting and i was pleased with with several of them um the the one i guess if i had to pick well if i had to pick my favorite i think the descendants is my favorite on the list um and if I had to pick my least favorite, I, I'm reacting to this film because of the audience reaction when I saw it. Um, it was The Tree of Life. Uh, I, I don't remember ever seeing such a hostile reaction to a film <laughs> when it was over as that. I, I thought the, the audience was actually going to just start roughing up the poor ushers. It, it was just – it's it's a really polarizing film, Uh and I know it's considered very artistic by a lot of people, and I think the Academy put it in there because it kind of gives them certain credibility. But it is it is by no means an audience favorite. I, I know that from experience. I, I don't know how you feel, Nell. Well, as you know, yeah. Barry, uh, the movie theaters that were showing the film actually yeah. put up signs saying, 
uh, we're really not kidding. You do not get your money back by going into this movie. You are acknowledging that it is a very artsy movie, and you're not going to understand it, so it's your problem, basically. And uh, I uh, I felt that uh, it was uh, self-indulgent and um, pretentious, uh, but there are moments of extraordinary just heart-stopping beauty in it, and yeah. uh, and 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 some things about it that I really really liked. Now, yeah. Terrence Malick, of course, is very beloved in Hollywood, and I think it's always important in any discussion of the Oscars to say that this is not uh, a group that gets together because they have a commitment to art. They are not film critics. They are not film scholars and historians this is the high school popularity contest this is these the industry saluting itself and so who knows who and who is respected by who plays a large role in in the oscars and so tree of life i think people generally think that terrence malick was you know sort of appears once every seven or eight years with a new movie um you know increasingly inscrutable uh you know has a lot of support i think it's a good uh, candidate for the best cinematography award, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which was which was extraordinary. Right, I would right. I would agree with you on that. I I felt like it was uh, as I had mentioned in one of our other uh, shows. It, it's like it should be an installation in an art gallery, <laughs> but then there would be uh, people upset because you know some of the people would come on and the actors would come on and spoil because you just wanted to watch the beautiful. Yeah. The the artistic look of the of the film. Um I was a little bit surprised to see it as best picture, but the online film critics uh, picked it as best picture and gave it a number of other other awards, so I really shouldn't have been surprised. But um you're talking now about uh, the industry honoring its own and I was really pleased to see uh the artist and Hugo on the list because those are two of my favorites and I'm I'm really glad that they were there but it's interesting to note that without nods in two sound categories the artist which of course was a silent movie would have would have out uh, outranked Hugo but as it is uh, Hugo got nominations in two of the sound the sound category, sound mixing and sound editing. And so Hugo earned 11 nominations and the artist 10. But if you took out the, the sound, it would be the other way around with uh, with uh, the artist uh, getting nine. I believe it's the, yeah, the artist would be getting 10 mm-hmm. and Hugo would be getting nine. So right, I think both, kind of, both of them were, along with Super 8, you know, big love letters to the movies themselves and, and therefore really play to the soft spot in the hearts uh, of of yes. people who love movies. Yes, they. you're right about that. I, but do you think it would hurt the prestige of the Academy to add a comedy or two in its best picture list? I couldn't help hoping that Bridesmaids or the Muppets would sneak onto that group of uh, movies to liven it up a, a little bit. That's really not their style, and that's one advantage that the Golden Globes has, although how they can decide that my week with Marilyn is a musical or comedy, you know, boggles the mind. Uh, It's neither one, but okay, at least it gives them an opportunity 
to salute comedies. And of course, I, I belong to the broadcast film critics, and we have a special best comedy award, and and uh, and that's a, a, a great way to um, call attention to these movies. But I think the last comedy to win the Oscar for best picture was probably The Apartment. No, the Annie Hall, I guess, would be. Is that a comedy? I don't know. They, I oh, think well, sure. You know, my definition of a comedy is they is that they end up together at the end. You know, it's kind of a bittersweet. There are very funny moments in it, but yeah, oh, the, yeah. same with the same with the apartment. Yeah, it's, I, it's hard to say it's a comedy. God, there's a suicide attempt. And, right, exactly. No, you know, I'd say that Annie tragedy. Hall is most more, more definitely right. a comedy than than the apartment. Than the apartment. Is, actually, You're right. Actually, yeah. So yeah. Well, it's an interesting list this year. I, I will I will say that. And to and me, I the, the the go ahead, Neil. The low point on the list for me is Warhorse, which I thought was very boring. Um, but really? it is the it is the kind of movie that Hollywood likes to award because it's a big prestige picture with people with accents and historical epic aspirations. Yes, and and. Um, uh, the audiences are loving this movie too because at the screening that I attended, it was on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and uh, the place was packed, and the audience just stood up and, and clapped at the end of that uh, film. So it's a it's a crowd pleaser. But um, in terms of the number of nominations of each of the uh, films, Hugo did get eleven, The Artist ten, War Horse, and Moneyball then were next with six each. The Descendants, which is Barry's favorite, got five. The Help. And Midnight in Paris got four, and The Tree of Life got three, and uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close got two. So that gives you some idea of how they stacked up in the other in the other categories. But I think we should move on now to the next category. I would love category. to have seen Max von Sydow get an Oscar nomination. He did. Extremely. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, oh, he all did. right then. Um, and I would love to have seen Viola Davis get an Oscar nomination for Extremely Loud. Well, she got the best actress. Yes, she did. But boy, I thought she yeah. was wonderful and extremely loud. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she was. And, good and everything. She, just, I would give her. Not, I, listen, I'd give her, you know, best picture if I could. I think <laughs> she just deserves every award in the world. <laughs> and she does one wonderful work. Well, our next category is best director, and the nominees in that category. And you're going to have to help me out with the uh, way to pronounce uh, the uh, director of the artist. Oh, I was hoping you knew how. <laughs> oh no, Mel, do you know? Michelle I don't. I, I, I don't. Not in English or in French. But I'm going to say Has Venetius. So yeah, so that's Venetia, how it that, sounded when they said it at the Golden Globe. Yeah, right. Has yes. it, uh, right. That, I, that sounds right. That sounds right to, to me. So um, Michelle Has Venetius for the artist. Martin Scorsese for Hugo. Woody Allen, Midnight in Paris. Alexander Payne for The Descendants. And Terrence Malick, The Tree of Life. Well, I think we've we've heard. Um, uh, your reaction to uh, the, the the tree of life uh, and uh, also yours, Barry. So maybe we don't need to talk about that. But do these other directors deserve to be on the list, Barry? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I I want to take the time to just praise to the heavens Alexander Payne. I think Alexander Payne is one of the best things to happen to movies in the last. 15, 20 years. He's a, a terrific director. He's a terrific writer. Um, all five, five and a quarter of his films, I should say, because he did a little segment in Paris Chatem, are really intelligent, good films that play to an adult audience that are completely accessible. And I, I think uh, I would love to see him win. He won the Oscar for writing uh, uh, Sideways 
uh, seven, I guess, seven years ago. But uh, I think it's it's wonderful he's in there, and the Academy loves Martin Scorsese, so I think he might be the winner this year, if it's not the director with the unpronounceable last name from the artist. Um, so yeah, and and Woody Allen, I, I adore Woody Allen, so uh, I'm I'm very pleased with all of them. But I agree with Nell as far as Terrence Malick. I think he's an incredibly self-indulgent director. He's talented, but he's incredibly pretentious. And I mean the dinosaur for goodness sake. Yeah, exactly. And I I'll never forgive him for ruining the the Thin Red Line, which is a wonderful yeah. book. And he just massacred that book. <laughs> so he and he massacred the. Pocahontas story. Yes, too. he did. He absolutely did. All I can say in the defense of the Tree of Life, it's an improvement over those two films. Yes, that is that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, who do you think? I also now, love. Uh, yeah, sir. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, who do you think will win the Best Director? I also love group? Alexander Payne, and one of the reasons I love him is that, like the uh, two directors that we were just talking about uh, when we talked about uh, the apartment in Annie Hall. Um, he really straddles a lot of genres, yeah. and uh, and guess what? Life does that too, and that mm-hmm. is really nice. And and movies don't do that as often as they should. So there are moments of, in this movie, in The Descendants, you know, moments that are very funny and moments that are just wrenchingly uh, uh, sad. And mm-hmm. and and he puts it all together so well. And and if you're going to consider that part of the role of the director is in the casting and performances then you've got to give him an a plus because yes. uh you just you just do not see a better ensemble um this year than than uh alexander payne i agree that martin scorsese may be the front runner here because uh they do love him but it kills me to think that he would as much as i like hugo very very much it kills me to think that when all those martin scorsese has done they would think about giving him an oscar for this because it's by far not it's not even close to his best work it's you know his his worst day is still better than most people and this is a very fine film, but it's it's nowhere near the incredible masterpieces that he has done over the years. I'm going to say that I think it's going to go to our friend Michel, uh, only because he's had uh, so many of the preliminary awards and because one thing that Oscars always like is the surprise. And you couldn't have a bigger surprise this year than a black-and-white silent film. Yeah. I I I think you're right. I hope you're you're right on that. It, do you also agree that the artist will win Best Picture? Yes, I do. And think uh, how about you, Barry? Do you think that that will be true? Uh, it seems to be in its favor right now. Absolutely, which will be an interesting challenge for uh, audiences. You know, the people who wait to see what wins Best Picture and then go see it. As opposed to those of us who go see everything go see beforehand. Everything, right. Yeah, I still think a lot of people are, as much as you tell them, believe me, it's in black and white, believe me, it's silent, are going to come back and say, I didn't realize it was in black and white and it was yeah. silent. <laughs> oh, you meant silent. <laughs> yes, right. So, it, I mean, it's a challenge, but it's such a good movie that I'm hoping people will be won over. I, I don't know how uh, your experience has been, uh, Nell or Betty Joe, but I have told people about this film and recommended it. And the minute you say silent, they kind of give you that look like, oh, I, yeah. I might see that. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, it seems to turn a lot of people off. So 
I don't know. Yes, I had the same, the very same experience. And I I don't know why they don't take it as a a chance to uh, kind of not have your uh, eardrums attacked after seeing so many many loud, loud movies, and and uh, there's nothing getting in the way of the pure emotion and and fun that that you're having by by watching watching the artist. Well. Um, I think and also, I was very surprised. I, I've now seen it twice, and and I was surprised the first time how much it really stayed with me. Which is one of the ways that I I evaluate a film. But I mean, for for several days afterward, images and and moments from the film kept coming back to me. And I, it's it's it, it's really you know an excellent film on its own without any gimmicks or or, mm-hmm. or any retro elements. It's just a, a wonderful movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. agree. I. I agree. I, it's definitely one one of my favorites. And well, why don't we move to uh, to best actor? And I'll read the um, the nominees who are Damien Bashir for A Better Life, George Clooney for The Descendants, Gary Oldman for Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, Jean Dujardin for The Artist, and Brad Pitt for um, Moneyball. So, Nell, um, what's your reaction to this? list of nominees for best actor well you know we all heard uh that uh, uh two people who did not make it onto this list uh were um were were highly touted as possible oscar winners this year and that's michael fassbender for shame although that just may be too much for the academy it was such a a, a raw film and uh-huh. uh michael shannon in Take Shelter, uh, and those were two excellent performances, but I can't say that they were better than the ones that are on this list. I think it's a very, very solid uh, list, and if it were me, I think it's not going to go to him, but if I were ruling the world, I would give it to Brad Pitt. I thought he was amazing in, in Moneyball. And how about you, uh, Barry? Um, yeah, my reaction was first I was uh, very pleasantly surprised to see Damien Bashir on there because, uh, as we Me were discussing too. earlier, it, it was kind of a film that sneaked in and, and almost disappeared. But I thought it was a very nicely done film, uh, so I'm, I'm glad he's in there. Um, and I actually I, I agree with Nell. Uh, I I love George Clooney and The Descendants, but I'm kind of rooting for Brad Pitt because I think he really did give possibly the best performance of his career in that film and you know he's been underrated for years because everybody seems to act surprised every time he gives a good performance because they figure someone that good looking can't actually act and, and you know he's been wonderful in lots of things um if i have any complaints and and it's i adore gary oldman this is not my favorite performance of his i'm glad he finally got an oscar nomination because i think he's a great actor i this is this reminds me of Alan Bates, when Alan Bates got his one Oscar nomination, it was for the film The Fixer, which is not my favorite Alan Bates performance. But I'm glad he was nominated. And I feel this way with Gary Oldman. It's just it's just not my favorite film in the world, but I'm glad for him. It was so hard for me to let go of the Alec Guinness performance yeah. in that role, which is me one too. of my very, very favorites. Yeah. I just couldn't do it and and as i kept watching it and i'm a huge fan of the of the original miniseries with mm. alan guinness and and so is my husband and we and my husband kept saying if i had seen the miniseries i would have no idea what's going on here you know yeah, every, it, everything it was very 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 hard to it was confusing i think that's anytime they try to adapt john le carre to the to film it it, it ends up the same way his his books are very dense and very yeah. hard to follow i read the they, book yeah, and they just they don't adapt well to film, I don't think. So But but actors yeah, love them because they're great parts. 
I know, but Gary, this wasn't uh, Gary Oldman's uh, best performance by no, far. No, not and by a long I, shot, although, I, again, I adore him. I think he's a wonderful actor, but, yeah, it's far from his best to me. I, I do, too. And, I, I really like him a lot, and I was surprised at how disappointed I was with his performance and with with the movie, but I think I was suffering from the Alec Guinness yeah. miniseries, too. So. Yeah. The, <laughs> but, the other uh, performer, I'm sorry, uh, that I was kind of left off and I noticed the film was left off in every category was Leonardo DiCaprio and, and J. Edgar the, the, I guess the Academy just sort of decided we don't like this film across the board because it was nominated in other categories you know in other uh, you know some of the other awards and all but yeah it's completely missing even the makeup everything is missing I was surprised not to see it for makeup Yeah. Um, and, and I would love to have seen Army Hammer get a nomination uh, I thought he was terrific but I think the movie was very uh, troubling because it was so uh, subjective and impressionistic, and um, it just felt a little bit like a cheat at the end because you're like, wait a minute, that part did, did that happen? I don't know. Did what happened? And uh, so I think I think uh, the film was really flawed. No, it, it, well, it, I really not... have trouble with biopics, so yeah. I'm not very I'm not very objective, and uh, I thought that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Did a wonderful job, but the the movie was dreadful, and um, I just I just uh, hate it when there are biopics of people, and maybe their you know their relatives or friends are still still alive, or some of the people that you can check with, and and some of the things you know that are depicted didn't happen. So so I I agree that um, that Leonardo is a great actor. But um, I, I think you're right, uh, Nell, that, that they just decided that this wasn't, you know, a picture that they that they wanted to that they wanted to honor for best picture director or or actor. But who do you think will win, Nell? I think it could be George Clooney. George Clooney. How about you, Barry? Well, again, I think it, as I said, I, I would love for him to win because I love the film. But since he does have an Oscar already. That kind of gives an edge to Brad Pitt, so I think it might be Brad Pitt. So, I I think it will be uh, George Clooney too. Think, I'm going yeah. with uh, yeah. going with Nell. The on SAG that Awards. Level. We'll know when we see the SAG Awards. Yes, that's coming up Sunday, I think. So we'll be sure to watch that. And our next category is uh, Best Actress, and the nominees are Glenn Close for Albert Nobbs, Viola Davis for The Help, Meryl Streep for Iron Lady. Mara Rooney for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Michelle Williams for My Week with Marilyn. So, Nell, um, what do you think about this list of nominees? A little surprised uh, to see Rooney Mara in there. Um, Me too. Uh, I thought she did a, a very good job. Uh, Numi Rapace had a slightly different take on the character and was also excellent in the Swedish version uh, of the story. Um and uh, but again, how are you going to argue with with those? Uh, you know, that's you're talking about kind of the Mount Rushmore of American uh, female actors, and uh, you can't argue with any of them. Um, if it were me, I'd give. As I said, I would give every award to Viola Davis. I'd give her, you know, best sound editing. I'd give her everything. I just think <laughs> she's the finest actress alive who isn't named Meryl Streep, and uh, and she did a, a beautiful beautiful, subtle, powerful job in that movie. Um, 
I wonder if there would be a lot of criticism, though, uh, uh, for giving it to her, you know, that we're still taking uh, our very best African-American performers and making them play domestics. But it's a historical story, and, and I thought she brought a lot to it. Yes, I thought she was great, too. And, wh- and what about you, Barry? Yeah, I think this is the list that I'm most pleased with, the category I'm most pleased with. Um, I, I mean, Rooney Mara impressed me because, as I keep telling people, if you saw her in the social network, you can't even tell it's the same person. The same girl, right. Yeah, I thought that was very impressive. But her part, I would say, of the other four, I would be glad to see any of them win. I, I think they're all so wonderful, all four of the other women. Um you know, it might be Glenn Close's chance because she's never won before, but Viola Davis is just superb. Uh, Meryl Streep hasn't won in 30 years, so maybe it's time for her again. And Michelle Williams, again, just did a terrific job. I, so any of those four winning, I'd be happy with. So. And will you make a prediction? Um, hmm. I, I'll, I'll go and say Glenn Close. I don't know. I, I think they might finally just say, yeah, it's time to give Glenn Close an Oscar. Uh, so, on the other hand, Meryl Streep, uh, you know, has had an Oscar in how many years? Yeah, thirty years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, time, so. they nominate her every year. But yes. Right. I, again, I would hate to see. It's like it's like Martin Scorsese. I would hate to see her get it for this, um, because it was. I didn't think her best performance or her or her best film. I, you know, she was. I thought Julie and Julia would have been a better Oscar uh, for her. But that's the way Oscars go. They don't mm. always go to the movie that they should. Right. <clears throat> So uh, you're you're going and you don't want to jinx things. So you want to say that you're predicting Viola Davis, right? Yeah. I <laughs> well, I I have to say that uh, I thought she was just wonderful in the help, and um, I was not at all uh, impressed with Meryl Streep in Iron Lady, and I just think Meryl Streep is a fantastic actress, but it's the only time that I've watched Meryl Streep in a movie and felt that she was acting. Really? And again, we have a biopic. Oh, okay. So there's my bias again (laughs) showing. I just don't like biopics. And with Glenn Close, I I think that that was a terrific performance, but her appearance was just so distracting that I I had a hard time watching it, and I was thinking I wish they would have – had put uh, an unknown actress in that in that role, you know, to make the movie work uh, better better than it did. But I know I'm in the minority on that. It was so, a passion uh, project for her for, yeah, for decades. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. She she really worked worked hard on it. In fact, she even wrote the lyrics to the to the song. Yes. Yeah. Which in, was left out movie. of that was not nominated as I thought it was going to be but yeah. And no, I thought it was too, but but she is one of my favorite actresses uh, actresses so I wouldn't I definitely would not begrudge her there and I am undecided about best actress. I I just can't say because there there we go with the Michelle Williams who's had so many uh, nominations for so many great roles. Um, and uh, if if the industry is is honoring their own, and here's here's Michelle playing Marilyn, and uh, I don't know, that could be she could just she could win. So I'm I'm not going to make a, a prediction at this point. I'm going to wait until later. What about best supporting actor? Let's let's talk about um, the uh, actors that were nominated: Kenneth Branagh for My Week with Marilyn, Jonah Hill for Moneyball. Nick Noldy for Warrior, 
Christopher Plummer for Beginners, Max Van Sydow for Extremely Loud and Extremely Close. Barry, what do you think about that category? Um, well, this contains my absolute favorite performance of the whole year, Christopher Plummer and Beginners. I'm so thrilled that, it, you know, during the year when you're watching movies and you see a certain performance that you say, I love this, I hope the Academy remembers and then when he started getting all these critics awards i was thrilled because i said this is one time when they really are getting it right in my opinion i just i love his performance in that um the uh, max Fonsito is great too uh, kenneth Branagh is, is very entertaining playing laurence olivier uh jonah hills it's nice to see him in there and then the the fifth nominee i actually have to confess i have not seen warrior that one i missed oh yes don't oh, tell anyone you must. Yeah, <laughs> you must. You'll be surprised at, at what a what a nice movie it is. Yeah, it came and went. It just and, came and went, and, and yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I uh, I I com- could not agree more with you uh, about Christopher Plummer, uh, and I'm thrilled to see that movie recognized. I thought it was a fabulous movie. I thought yes. McGregor was also superb yes, in it. Yes, yes. And uh, the dog was great. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I really, but Christopher Plummer was marvelous. And uh, and I was thrilled. I'm sorry that Albert Brooks was not nominated for Drive. I thought he was great in that. And um, yeah, that was uh, a surprise. Yeah, that he was left out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's been, he was very he was very funny uh, in in mm-hmm. his uh, tweets uh, following that that news. Uh, but as usual for me, the supporting nominations are the most interesting and the most agonizing because I love character actors i love supporting performances and i love to see them recognized and i i i thought these were these were all very very strong choices but absolutely christopher Plummer gets my vote yeah well christopher Plummer is the is the front runner there's no doubt about that i was uh i'm partial to nick nolde in warrior but i would um i would definitely predict that christopher Plummer will be uh the winner for beginners and in the best supporting actress category the nominees are berenice bijo for the artist jessica chastain the help Melissa McCarthy for Bridesmaids, Janet McTeer for Albert Knobs, and Octavia Spencer for The Help. Uh, Nell, which one of these uh, actresses is going to win, and which one do you think should win? I'd love to see it go to Melissa McCarthy. That was a genius performance, <laughs> and for me, that was the highlight of the movie. The movie was, I thought Bridesmaids was uneven, but she, you know, that character, which really she created, was so interesting and strange and wonderful um i i loved it uh janet mcteer also just anytime she's on screen uh she deserves a nom and gets nominations she's a, she's an extraordinary actress i think it will go to octavia spencer and that's fine with me i thought she did a fabulous job in that movie and and there's something so moving about the fact that the character she played was inspired by her she's a friend of the author and a friend of the um uh, the man who wrote and directed the film. They're all three very, very close friends. And she's nevertheless, even though she inspired the character, had to fight like crazy to get the part. And she nailed it. She was amazing in that film. She was just great. So, again, very, very, very tough choice. All great, great, great candidates. How about you, Barry? Do you agree with, um, well, with Nell the, on that? This is the one category I think we've definitely disagree on one thing the one thing the one actress who's been getting a lot of buzz that i'm not impressed by is melissa mccarthy i'm sorry she just that was my least favorite part of the movie i i I don't 
quite understand the the groundswell of enthusiasm for her performance. I thought it was very kind of over the top and mugging rather than performing. It seemed like oh. something you'd see a Emmy nominated sitcom performance. I, I just really am, am not crazy about her. And also this category has the Oscars does does this at least once every year. They put somebody in the wrong category. Uh Berenice Bejeu is the lead. She's the lead. She's yeah, the lead. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm not quite sure why they do this every year. Last year was Halle Steinfeld in um, yeah. True Grit, who was the doesn't lead. It, doesn't the studio uh, determine the categories? I guess, but I think that they just they did not used to do it this way. I mean, if people were in the same but I film, I was also surprised. Yeah, they should have been. You know, if they're competing against each other, that was fine. But now they make sure that nobody competes against anyone else in like the lead category. So. They wind up putting people in the wrong categories all the time. Uh, it's just, it's really strange. But um, and wasn't she wonderful? No, wasn't she was she wonderful. wonderful. I loved her, but I just, I'm just surprised that she's in that category. But yeah, I think that uh, also, I think Octavia Spencer is going to be the winner. I thought she was great. Uh, Janet McTeer is wonderful too. I think she stole that film. She's just. You know, just wonderful. But I think it's going to be Octavia Spencer. She's always, she's always wonderful. Everybody's always surprised at how wonderful she is. Yeah, well, she doesn't make a lot of films. I mean, yeah, she doesn't show up that often. The last thing she made that movie uh, about the the woman who studied uh, indigenous uh, music. Well, actually, she was in a film last year. uh, I mean, a a deliberately trashy film, but where she was a hit woman called Cat Run. Well, wow, she, oh, was a, really? she was amazing. Yeah. I mean it was a it was a trashy film, I mean admittedly, but she was scary. I mean she was truly scary and very funny in it. Yeah. And I thought I felt like I hadn't seen her in in a film in in quite some time and I thought you know it's good to have her back again and then here she is in in, in Albert Knobs just, you know, really just walking off with the film, I think. So but it's a great category, I mean, yeah. for and they um, and they're, it's hard to choose. But I think uh, my favorite would be Bernice. But yeah. but I have to go along with your prediction that Octavia Spencer will win for the help, and uh, I wouldn't be unhappy about that because she was excellent yeah. in that. So uh, there you have it, dear listeners. You've got some some predictions from two experts with me uh, chiming in, and we'll have to wait until Sunday, February 26, to find out about all the all the winners. And but I didn't we'll... get to mention the things that shocked me. Oh, I know we're. That's and I wanted to complain to. too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have all some right. Complaints too. All right. Let's do that. What, uh, Nell? What shocked you the most? All right. And, two and things that absolutely shocked. What did you want to complain shocked... about? Uh, all right. Barry? Two things that shocked me. One was uh, they nominated only two songs for best song. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand that either. Right? Yeah, that's one of that my complaints. Makes, that makes no sense. They ignored a lot of really good songs, and they picked, uh, I thought, a lesser song from the Muppet movie. The Muppet movie songs were all great, and they picked they were, probably they were just tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they could have picked three or four, and they. They, I thought it was a very, very odd choice, and the "Will I Am" song from Rio, at first, and you know that was a very nice song. But there are a lot of others. I, I don't know. I, is it because the song part of the Oscars ceremony is so terrible that they don't want to nominate him? I just cannot begin to get my head around the thinking of nominating only two songs and those particular two songs. I think is very strange. And then, with regard to animated films. Of course, this is the first year that they have not nominated a Pixar film, and uh, and I can understand that. Cars 2 is a disappointment, but uh, and I think Rango will win. But I, I thought Puss in Boots was 
was kind of lame. And who are these two movies that no one's ever heard of? Yeah, that a was, Cat in Paris yeah. and Chico and that, Rita? That, and they that was my complaint, real? too. Yes, exactly. That was, yeah, that's exactly, you're on the same cat. That's exactly what I wanted to complain about. Why do they nominate yeah. films that have not come out? I mean, yeah. they've not been distributed for the world to see, so why are they in that category? I yeah, and they, but they did that last year, and the movie tanked anyway. It was not that good. The um, the animated film. Oh right, yes, I know the one. Was that two years ago or last year? Yeah, was yeah, yeah. But that one actually yeah, well, did get released in Los Angeles. These two films, as far as I can tell, have not actually been released for the general public to see. So no, I had never heard of these two yeah. films: The Cat in Paris and yeah. and something else, Chico, Chico, Chico and Rita. Rita. Yeah, they're Chico turning Rita. this category. I, I had never. They're and turning they it into out foreign Tintin, language. Yeah. The yeah. Of Tintin, right. So I was yeah. really shocked about that. Too. I was but, surprised. Well, what did you want to complain about, uh, Barry? I no, it was that, those were the main things. Because as I'm saying, I think they're turning that category into the foreign language film, which foreign language always has that same thing where they right. they nominate these they movies that no one has seen. Yeah. Uh, there are three but, movies in that category this year that have not been actually released yet. Uh, yeah. So it kind of like it, it leaves moviegoers like us kind of puzzled like how are we supposed to judge on these films if they're not they're, exactly. they haven't even come out yet um, exactly. I think you're right you're right yeah. to complain about that you know we haven't had a had time to check with Nikki to see if there are oh. any comments from our uh, chatters that she'd like to report to us Nikki what's happening in the chat room well we've all decided that we don't like to see movies that are depressing that's not why we do <laughs> Then go see the the artist, for goodness sake. Go see the artist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That that's the one that we would we would suggest uh, because that definitely has uh, some humor in it. I cannot believe that the time has gone by so fast, and I've just had so so much fun talking with with Barry and and with uh, and with Nell, and I. I'm just so sorry to say that it's it's time to wrap things up. So thanks, Nell and Barry, for being such wonderful guests again. Today. Barry, it's an honor to, to to share this uh, yes, Oscar discussion with you. I enjoyed it so much, and thank yes. you, Betty Jo. Yes, well, thank Will, you, Betty you're Joe. very welcome, and of course, we'll we'll have to try to get back together again uh, next year <laughs> to talk about the the uh, the next uh, round of Oscars. So we'll be pestering uh, both of you to visit us again soon. If it isn't about the Oscars, it'll be about something else movie related. Okay. So this is, I'd love to. Uh, yeah. Great. I'll I'll look forward to it. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and for um, featuring this episode today on their homepage. We really do appreciate it. Special thanks to Nikki Starr and Danny Dyer, to our chatters and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about the movies. I believe that our guest will be, I'm hoping, keeping my fingers crossed, Paul Blackthorne from uh, The River, the new TV series that will be uh, starting on February 7th. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So in honor of the artist, one of the popular Oscar nominees this year, Let's end the show with the lovely, haunting background music from Charlie Chaplin's last silent film, 
modern times.